Let's Grow Big Together, and all the other podcasts created by Feast of Fun are made possible because of fabulous people just like you. Thank you. We were shocked on the first episode of Let's Grow Big Together when our guest, Muscle Worship Bill, delighted us with the story of hooking up with one of his favorite bodybuilders who used his face as a footstool as he scarfed down on his breakfast of toast, bacon, and eggs. Let's Grow Big Together, the podcast that goes wild for two kinds of men, the kind with muscles and the kind with even more muscle. I'm Fausto Fernos. And I'm Mark Fillion. In this series, we're taking a look at the passion for muscle, how to build it, how to keep it, muscle gods and muscle worship, muscle, muscle, muscle. Today, Muscle Worship Bill returns with more adventures of marveling before his favorite muscle gods. Bill is well known among bodybuilders for his anonymous Instagram account, Slave to the Muscle, which says, I pay to worship muscle. How much? Plus, the one steroid everyone should be taking. And Google celebrates the great Gama and his unusual bodybuilding regimen. Hello? Is this muscle worship, Bill? Hey, Foster, how you doing? I'm doing good. Mark's here with me. Hi, Bill. Hey, Mark. <laughs> How's the muscle worship going? Uh, it's going good, actually. Uh, I've had more clients since I did my last podcast with you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think you have some muscle gods that actually listen to your show. I think we might. Uh, judging by our inboxes, I'm going to say that actually you are right. You are correct, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm sure you got some attention from your Instagram handle, Slave for the slave Muscle. Slave to the rhythm. No, Slave to the Muscle. Mm -hmm. To the muscle, that's right. Slave to the muscle, <laughs> which states, I pay to worship muscle, but you're willing to you do a sliding scale <laughs> with lots of oil and lubricants. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to get that job. That job where they oil them down right before they go on stage in the bodybuilding competitions. Yeah, you got to find a way to you do You got to do the whole package, though. I think it's a, a professional team, right? They do the tanning, well, the oiling, the... It's amazing. Since you were on our first podcast of Let's Grow Big Together, I went and reached out to people who organize bodybuilding competitions. I asked them, who's doing this and how can we do this job? <laughs> <laughs> so they said a lot of the people who do put on the tanning for these contests are actually professionals who have uh, training in this. But if that is a passion for you, you can definitely apply to work at a tanning salon. A lot of the people who do that kind of um, artificial tans work in tanning salons and they network with competitions and they're very professional. And if you ever give them the vibe like, hey, baby, this is hot, you're not going to have that job for long. <laughs> so maybe it's a good yeah. thing that we're all not, you know, drooling at these competitions. Or are we? Yeah, it might it? Not, uh, that might not work for me. <laughs> From talking to other bodybuilders, um, when they're getting ready for the competitions, they're depleted. They're They've been trying to get as lean as they can so the muscles pop out mm -hmm. on stage and then they're maybe having a glass of wine or, you know, carb loading the day of the contest. So they really shine on that stage and sex is the last thing on their mind. Right. And not only that, just in general, you don't want someone 
ogling after you while you're uh, trying to put your mind and focus on a goal or a competition or you know what I mean? It's, it yeah. seems, uh, that's, yeah, you, like you said, it's the last yeah. thing on your mind when you're concentrating and working so hard towards a goal. Well, yeah, it's like sometimes you're just walking down the street and you're like, you just go look at something else for a little while. I'm just walking here, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, I used to have long hair in my 20s and my 30s. Yeah. And I remember pulling up to red lights and guys come, you know, pulling up slowly, trying to look <laughs> over, stretch out their neck. And then to turn around and see it was a male, they'd be like, oh, sorry. You know what I mean? They'd look like they were ashamed or embarrassed. But it happened every time I went to a red light, whether I put my hair in a ponytail or, and I'm a big guy. So, I mean, that was kind of. <laughs> They're like, who is this large woman? Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm six foot two, broad shouldered, you know, but you can't see that in the car. You just think it's a woman because it's long hair automatically assume. Right. Mm. Well, now uh, there's T-shirts that are being sold that says real women squat heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I, they do. You know, I, I listen. Women are all about those butt exercises. They the, Women understand the power of that hip thrust. There's always a woman on the Smith's machine doing a hip thrust. Yeah. Yeah. It builds that booty. And you know, for, for a lot of guys, they don't use the Smith machine hip thrusts and they're missing out on a lot of that. Well, do you think it's because they're embarrassed? Cause it looks like they're fucking the, the machine. I think they, so. They don't want anybody to know that they don't have game. It does look like they're fucking the machine. You're, you hit it right on the nail right there. It's an awkward I'm position. Grunting to be and, I'm grunting and groaning when I do that sometimes. You're like, huh? <laughs> oh, it's so heavy. Oh. Oh, I'm sure oh. bystanders can't help but look. You know, you can't help but turn around and see someone doing that thrust and moaning at the same time. It's hard to ignore. Mm. You know, you were such a hit on our first episode. And, you know, I, I got to say, I was a little bit concerned because I didn't really know you too well. And I was just like, God, we're asking this, you know, stranger to tell us his most intimate moments of his sexual life and share it with thousands of people on the internet. <laughs> and, you know, uh, my friend, uh, Kirthy Fix, who is a producer for Teen Mom, uh, said, you need to get Muscle Worship Bill on the show. As your first guest. As our first guest. It'll set the tone for the whole show. It sets the tone, you know, because everybody's always focused on the bodybuilders. Mm. And, you know, what's interesting is turning your head around and seeing who's in the audience. Who's there making this body possible? Because it takes a village to grow muscle. And you're yeah. sort of, a, a, you know, an important part of the bodybuilding scene in your community. You're somebody who, you know, creates a situation for a lot of these bodybuilders to be able to afford to train, to eat, to supplement, to juice and, and get yeah. to that point so they can win that sword in the contest. Yeah, there's a lot. I have to admit, it's it's much more money than I thought it was. The amount of food they have to eat, like I'm thinking of 2,000, 3,000 calories a day. Some of these guys are on five to 7,000 calories a day. Wow. How much can you possibly eat in one? You know what I mean? How much can yeah. your body take? How big is your stomach? How do they and digest they it? They're like pelicans. They <laughs> 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 just go, you know. Suck but that's that not meat it. down. But that's not it. It's, I mean, that bill alone can be like four or five hundred dollars. I mean, easily a month or not, if not more, plus sure. the supplementation. Because then you have the, you know, 
the supplements in general, whether illegal or legal, I mean, that costs money too. It's yeah. the toilet. You have to buy extra toilet paper because you're shitting all the time. You're flushing <laughs> the toilets. So your water bill goes up. It's like little incremental things everywhere. And then you break the toilet. <laughs> I wasn't even going to mention that part, but... Uh... <laughs> Well, you know, it's, yes, definitely I think true. we're making this, you know, sound like it's insurmountable, but you know, there are, there have been legendary bodybuilders who have, uh, made their, built their bodies with very little. Yeah. And, you know, it is something that it certainly can be done. And that's part of like, you know, what we want to do with the show is, is show our connection, uh, inspire the listeners to build the best bodies they can and to come out of the closet as somebody who's uh, using steroids or who worships muscle. Um, and you know that this is, doesn't have to be this scary underground thing. You know, we want to do for bodybuilding, what pumping iron did for bodybuilding in the 1970s. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of a really important person in that, in that goal, because you're willing to talk about a lot of the stuff that many of the guests that have been on the show since, when I bring it up, they're like, um, um, you know, I don't kiss and tell. <laughs> well, but, yeah. but also too, Bill is anonymous here. Yeah. He you has know, that other, protection, that protection, whereas the other people are, you know, they're not pretty much themselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and even if you ask me like what I did last night, I'm like, I'm not going to tell you, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but it is, mm-hmm. it is sort of like a hidden, I guess, uh, some people are ashamed to say it. It's kind of like, um, you know, being, you know, homosexual when it first started, like in the seventies and eighties, when, you know, it was in the closet and you're like, Oh my God, do Wait, people know? Oh my God, that's did homosexuality it. start in the seventies? Well, <laughs> it was started in 1972. When I was born. <laughs> no, and well, we you're know welcome it America. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, but it yeah. became popular yeah. and people stopped hiding it. Like yeah. in the eighties yeah. and the big splurge when people were saying, we're not going to take it anymore. And, you know, or at least for me in my lifetime, I was born in 77. And so that was, yeah. you know, during my lifetime, that was when I saw it like, wow, everyone's just coming out. And then it was rejected and you had people making fun on TV and they were the butt of jokes. And now it's become in 2022, it's become much more acceptable um, in high school, the students uh, aren't, you know, or in middle school or in, just in grammar school in general, everyone hangs out with everybody. Before, we had to sit back in our group or be isolated and, you know, no one wanted to associate with us. Now, it almost like doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like, you know, I look forward to going to the gym um, and we're actually having a couple of these guys on the podcast later this month in streaming so if you follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash feast of fun, we're going to be uh, showing some of my uh, bodybuilding community here, straight guys with uh, gay families or uh, gay friends who, you know, they're in their early twenties. They're wanting to compete in bodybuilding and they are 110% pro LGBT. And not only that, they're wanting to inspire others to do the same. And to me, it's just like, it is such a uh, different world that we live in. And I, I sometimes regret being born too soon. You know, I feel <laughs> like I was born in the future. I was like a time traveler. I was stuck in the time period that I was, uh, came of age. And I was like, oh my God, you know, it's like all these exciting new things that are happening in this day and age. And it's, it's to me, it's like, I, I can't imagine what, what the future holds for a lot of young people today. 
Right. I mean, there's so much to be, you know, depressed and saddened about, but there's equally so many wonderful things to be excited about that are just around the corner. But exactly, that's uh, beautiful. The story that you really nailed on the head (laughs) uh, is uh, connecting with Rome. Who uh, Mm. can we say his name on the show? Uh, Yes, you can say his name. Uh, So Marco Pinotti, he's a professional Mm. bodybuilder. You can follow him on Instagram. And he uh, comes to your house on a regular basis to have breakfast and for (laughs) you to admire his physique. And one day you didn't have toast for him. Yeah, I didn't have toast for him. And he didn't, uh, I guess he didn't appreciate that. So I basically, I mean, I still gave him orange juice. I still gave him coffee, but I guess he was, I was out of bread. (laughs) I had to go shopping. I guess I didn't go shopping. So he, uh, I guess he was upset about that. So when he sat down on the chair, I have a huge chair. It's almost like as big as a sofa. So he sat down on the chair and he didn't have a footrest. So that became my face. (laughs) (laughs) So he ate the whole breakfast, like, you know, potatoes and bacon and eggs and slurping it down. Tomatoes, peppers, everything, orange juice, coffee, bean, greens, Uh, baked beans. Uh, no, no, I didn't have any baked beans for breakfast. Yeah, well, you gave them tomatoes. That's kind of like an English thing. They have yeah. uh, tomatoes Sausage and, and uh, beans for breakfast. It's, yeah, I don't understand. Oh, it. really? Yeah. Now, oh, and, and so oh. he, while he's scarfing down on this food, this food, he's just shoving his feet into your face, and you're just like loving it. Well, you're jerking it, right? Uh, well, I, at that point, I was holding the remote control for him. So, because his and what, his arms body? were so huge, no, in my hands, <laughs> in my hands, his arms are so huge that they took off the that they took the whole uh, armrest. Yeah, yeah. Because he's got huge biceps, huge triceps. Mm. I mean, hands are ridiculously big to the point where they're not even human. I mean, he is a really big guy. Like, how how and big then, is he? Like, how weight? Like, what's his dimension of his biceps? I would say it's definitely have to have around 19, 20 inch okay. biceps. And so um, his, uh, his, cause I always love it when bodybuilders have their fingers are as big as dicks, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And actually the, the, I, I hope he's not listening to this, but the, so I'm training with a bodybuilder uh, to do a contest in the fall of the next year, hopefully. Um, and he, he, his hands are, his fingers are like gigantic. He's got muscular fingers. He's got muscular hands. And so he like grabbed my shoulder to sort of talk about movement and stuff. And I was like, yes, sir. (laughs) Be gentle. (laughs) Excellent. 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 You know? Yeah. But he, uh, there was no space for him to hold the, uh, the remote control. So I had to hold it with my hands up. And then I guess he just rested his foot on both his feet on my face and then I guess, uh, and I asked, I remember asking, saying, like, you know, it was getting hard to breathe because all I had was foot sole in my face. Nah. So he would, <laughs> he would just kind of tap my gut and then I would like, ooh, 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 and, uh, he would, I guess that was, uh, you know, by taking his foot off and like putting it on my gut, it would give me some time to breathe and then right back on my face again until he was done and he was watching TV the whole time. Do you think Rome like changes his voice when he's talking to you? Like, 
He's like, I want you to bring toast next time. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, he's Italian and it's very soft spoken. But uh, he wants what he wants. He wants what he wants when he wants it. Oh, but he has like a very soft voice. He's actually, uh, you know what I mean? Like I would think in, in a non-muscle worship uh, environment, he would probably be um, a nice guy. Uh, if he wasn't putting his footing in my face and slapping me around. <laughs> well, that's what makes him so nice. He's giving you what you want. It's like, yep. the, it's like on those soap operas, right? Where the, like the, uh, the, the terrible <laughs> villain woman and real life actress, she plays the nice woman. And then the villain is played by like, you know, mini Miss Goody two shoes. Well, like in little house on the prairie, yeah. we talked to Alison Arngrim on the feast of fun podcast. Mm-hmm. And sh- in real life, Nellie Olson was super nice. Mm-hmm. And she and Laura Ingalls, uh, we're good friends. Melissa Gilbert, we're close friends. But uh, what is it? The the one who played the Mary. older sister, Mary. Yeah, Mary. Everybody uh, hated her. She has one of those like Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris three names, Melissa Sue Olson or something like that. Everybody <laughs> couldn't stand her, and so they made her blind just to like torture the poor girl. <laughs> In My the God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made the the character blind, and so we've been watching like Dynasty because uh, Mark and I love. We, we're kind of like archaeologists of culture, right? And so we've been watching the 1980s Dynasty. Uh, very little muscle on that show, but uh, you know Joan Collins. She lights up that show, but she plays the villain. And in real life, Joan Collins is amazing and wonderful. But she and she's equally amazing as an actor. And so she just, you know, mops up the whole show. And, and, you know, that's the thing about like a lot of these people, like, you know, it's, uh, you know, tough on the streets, but, you know, sweet in the sheets. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah. I like that. Who's been, been, uh, who's been your muscle muse these days? I I know you were like, uh, really excited about, uh, Dom muscle God, Nick Willoughby. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, uh, he had. The reason why is because we actually started, I was one of his first uh, worshipers. He started recently, like about a year or two ago, accepting slaves. And I was one of his first. He had started on Twitter. And so he asked me a couple times, hey, you know, at one time I managed his uh Instagram a little bit. I would take pictures of him uh, from different websites and then post it on his Instagram. Uh, I would try and get him uh, slaves and worshipers. So I was actually kind of working with him and obeying him. He's he's got beautiful feet. I'm like looking at his Instagram account. Oh, yes. Have you actually like licked his feet and stuff and like connected with him? Yes, I drove up one time to... uh, to see him he lives in some in middle florida so i drove up one time to see him one time and i was all over his biceps i mean his his chest is huge i don't think his instagram does him justice because he is actually a very large person he's tall he's about six three six four what's his handle again it's Dom Muscle God, like a dominatrix or like, mm-hmm. you know, well, he's not a dominatrix. Muscle God is- one, I believe. Muscle God yes, one. Yes, one. Because uh, Dom Muscle God got taken by somebody else. Yeah, and he um, yeah. and his biceps are ridiculously huge. I mean, he is definitely, I mean, easy on the eyes. You can't miss him if he walks down the street. 
And I gotta admit, because he was new to this, he was really nice at first. He's not really a mean master. He's not like, I guess I should say Rome was with me. Um, uh, but he's actually, he like works with you. He talks with you. He becomes your friend. He kind of like guides you and you guide him through it. And you don't feel afraid in any way with him he's really yeah he's really what, what are you uh, afraid personal. of or what can you be afraid of in this situation uh, sometimes when you have like some of the the worshipees yeah. uh come in um you know with violence or they come in you know get on your knees uh you know slap you around at first and then basically have their way with you um, right from the bat when you get in there or they're saying, or there, where's the money? Uh, you know, I just want, you're just another number in my, in my lineup and I want to hurry up, do it and get the money and get out. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of them are, you have a lot of worse because when it comes right down to it, it's all about the money. Mm-hmm. So, so, to, so, so when they're doing it wrong, it's transactional. They don't really get to know you as a person. Right. They don't talk to you, even if it's just a little bit of small talk. And did you like you reach know, out to him and just say, Hey, I paid a worship muscle. And he's like, get away from me, freak. Or, nah. or, or like, <laughs> what, what, how did, how did that relationship develop? Well, he had just started on Twitter is yeah. where I found him. And uh-huh. then, uh, he, I reached out to him and yeah. said, Hey, uh, I, you know, I'm slave to the muscle. I worship muscle. I was wondering if you'd be interested in making some custom videos or a meetup. And he said, sure. And it just started from there. Again, it's, he's really easy to talk to. He's very straightforward and he's kind, uh, at this, but remember at the, this time I was one of his first, mm-hmm. I was one of the first people that reached out to him. So he was like, mm-hmm. he actually asked me, he was like, tell me how it goes. What should I do? How, you know, what is, uh, you know, give me some pointers. And I did. And that's how I started working on like his Instagram and say, Hey, put up these photos. It was actually nice because, um, I mean, I don't know. It was a mix of worship as well as friendship. Yeah. I noticed that like a lot of good bodybuilders don't have good photos of them. And it's like, and people reach out to me on Instagram, Fausto Fernos. Mm-hmm. They go, are you from Brazil? And I'm like, no, I'm from Puerto Rico. Um, and, <laughs> and they're asking me like for feedback on the, on the photos. And I'm like, I want to know what it's like to be standing in front of you. And so if the, ca- if the distance of the camera is further than a normal person would be, if they're standing in front of you, then we're not going to get a good sense of what your body is like. And the cool thing is, you know, if you're photographing yourself, uh, you can use a term called foreshortening, which means, you know, when you're driving in the car, objects and mirror are closer than they appear. You can also Mm -hmm. make the objects in the photo be bigger than they appear by bringing that object closer to the camera or the reflection in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like you can really um, do a lot more in terms of enhancing your physique visually by knowing how to pose and leaning into the photo than you do if, if you were like on a stage somewhere. And that's why, you know, like bodybuilding competitions, sometimes like people complain who somebody won. And I'm like, well, it's because you weren't not there in the room. And what the judges saw is not what we're seeing on their Instagram. Like mm. Sadiq is somebody, uh, you, who's the, the bodybuilder? Uh, I forgot his last name or 
it's I can't pronounce his name, but uh, Sadiq uh, Hadzovic. Oh yeah, I follow him. Hadzovic, and he looks amazing, amazing on his Instagram, and he never does as well on contests. And part of it is just because you know he's better at taking photos than he is uh, performing on a stage. Mm. And you can have the, the the smallest physique or not the best physique, but if you can pose and you can move on stage, it can push you past the competition and you can do a lot better. Well, and that foreshortening with yeah. photos too is really good too if you want to take a good dick pic, right? Yes. If you want to make sure your dick looks big, you want the dick up there first yes, you know yes. you want to see it from that angle so that it, you know especially if you have like a, a skinny waist or something like that you can make your dick look <laughs> enormous no matter how how how, how small it is and I, I would tell like a lot of bodybuilders or people who are wanting to be instagram influencers or models or whatever you want to do uh hook up with guys on mm -hmm. dating apps or what or you know anything um study ancient or classic sculpture because the, you know, and imitate it. So like look for statues of Achilles or Hercules or Milo of Rome, you know, the inventor of uh, progressive overload, right? The, the inventor of bodybuilding is Milo of Croton. And, um, or at least he's attributed to that in, you know, in history. Milo of say? Croton. Do you know who Milo of Croton is? <laughs> no, I'm I think we talked no, about him on the first podcast. We I didn't. We, we planned on okay, it, but we, we never didn't. got to. Okay. So Milo of Croton uh, is what a lot of people who are attributed stories are attributed to Hercules, or the legend of Hercules is based on this real person who lived in uh, ancient Greek times. He was a wrestler. He was a he was a muscle god of his time. And the story is that as a young kid, he would carry a little baby bull into the town square every single day. And as the bull got bigger, he got bigger. And everyone's like, oh, my God, this muscle God is so great. And, you know, so when he was an adult, he had this his beloved giant pet bull that he would carry into town. And one day he pulls out a knife and he kills the bull and cooks him and eats him. <laughs> He's hungry with all that muscle. Got to get that protein. And, and so, wow. you know, he was uh, uh, far out, to put it the least. He was somebody who um, was a star of his time. He, was, uh, he won the Olympics in wrestling six times in a row. And he was legendary for his muscularity and strength and his vanity. There was a stories about he would burst a band on his head by simply flexing his forehead. Mm. And, um, can you have that muscle on your forehead? I don't know. He's that's, you know, you exactly. If you're a mythological creature. Well, no, oh, he, lived for, okay. he was a real person who lived. So, um, already an old man, uh, later in his life, he wanted to reclaim his glory and test his vigor. And so he brought people into the forest and found a tree trunk and try to split it in half with his fist. Instead, he got his hand caught in the tree and trapped himself, and no one had saws or anything to free him. So they went to town to get tools, and when they came back, he was dead, and his body had been devoured and eaten by wolves. So the moral of the story is, wow. know your limits, know your boundaries in the gym, 
<laughs> or if you were a legendary figure, you know, sometimes... Hold on. You said this was a real person This that is a lived real person my- who lived, Milo of Croton. And that story of uh, Hercules bringing the bull into town square where, where you know, your, your wrestling coach, your physic, personal trainer will tell you about how you could get bigger by slowly over course of time making, carrying something that gets heavier and heavier. And, you know, and that's, that's really important. You know, progressive overload is something that people don't understand and think of it as this line that goes up and up and up like a, like a perfect roller coaster, but progressive overload is more like a staircase. You know, there's, there's about four weeks where you're trying to get stronger and, and lift heavier weights. And then you deload because the deloading is not just lifting lighter weights. It's also focusing on your form at the gym. So if you're wanting to get big, you know, it, it, the deloading stage of your bodybuilding is just as important as the building phase, because that's where your body protects itself, where your tendons grow, where you're able to breathe. And then like Milo of Croton, minus the uh, tree punching, <laughs> you can get as big as Hercules, you know? Oh, I would love to crack something with my forehead muscles. I'm I'm still on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this summer you're going to be uh, hitting, going back to the gym, Bill. Yes, I'm on vacation this summer for a good two and a half months, and I will not have work. I'll not have any distraction except to go ahead and eat correctly, uh, jack up, go to the uh, you know, go to like maybe tw- twice a day if I can. I mean, it's it's great. I haven't had this in a long time, and I'm really looking forward to it. Not only just for the goal of working out, but just not having to go to work for two and a half. Oh, I, be- I, be- I hear you, man. It's like, especially with this pandemic and it's like this economy, it's like, you know, everybody's just like needs a break, you know, from life. Yes. You know, and now you can charge uh, people for to worship you instead. I know. I'm hoping that would, uh, <laughs> I'm hoping the tables turn. I can, uh, you know, I can be vice versa. I can be versatile. Yeah. So, uh, like, is Nick uh, helping you uh, build muscle as well as uh, worshiping him, or? Um. He, yeah. He gives me advice. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, if I need supplements, I'll I'll buy them off of him. Uh, he tells me, uh, you know, he doesn't really coach me. But if I ever need advice, he doesn't refrain or say, "No, you have to pay me for that." He always is very open, very honest. And like I said, I mean, we, he, when he started, I was one of his first. So, you know, I have a closer relationship with him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than say other, uh, muscle worshipees, I should say. And so when you uh, connect with Nick, are you oiling him up or are you just like, is it similar? You're making him breakfast and he puts his feet on your face or. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, well, one, he does have a nice feet. I think he put his feet on my gut and my torso, but, yeah. uh, while I was worshiping him, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, mainly it's just me, you know, kissing, touching him, flexing. It's making me hot. Just talking about it. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm getting aroused too, hearing it. Yeah. His biceps are huge. I mean, he's got her perfect abs i mean they're just hard as a rock uh his ass is just is it's it's high up it's almost in like the middle of his back when you're there in person uh, well, how do you get just, an ass like that <laughs> uh, 
I guess squats, or I'm not sure. Maybe those thrusts. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I was I, I was at Google today. Google, you know how they, they do that Google Doodle thing? Yeah. Today they're doing it for the great Gama, who was a, you know, a cultural icon for being a famous wrestler in the early 20th century. He's from India, right? And yes, his, I saw that yeah. on the search engine. And his, uh, his, uh, his training consisted of, he did a minimum of a 5,000 batoks, which is a squats, a day, 5,000 squats a day, and 3,000 dans, which they call push-up, or we call push-ups. Could you imagine? 5,000 squats and 3,000 push-ups. Does that seem like legit, or does that seem like, I mean, that's a lot. That's got to be impossible. I mean, I'm like I'm pressed to do 100 a day. I, for but, I mean, squats, I can do 150, like freestanding. His face looks like he does 500 squats a day. He looks like he's pissed all the time. <laughs> well, you know what's wonderful, though, is they, they show him, like, you know, you talk about getting the sword or something like that for a competition. Like, he he's, keeps on posing with this big, giant, like, wand. It's like a big ball on a stick or something. It looks pretty it's fancy. A, what do they call a, a bowling pin? Kind of. It's a but. weighted. Uh, it's a it's a weighted pins, and, and if you go like look at uh, Marilyn Monroe or Mae West movies with bodybuilders oh. in in the gyms, it was one of those things that they had. They used to have weighted bowling pins, mm -hmm. and those uh, I guess come from India or you know they're an Eastern oh, wow. uh, bodybuilding tool, and that something you know the kettlebell. Yeah, is it's, its modern equivalent of that. Oh, yeah. So they oh, would move I learned something with all that. Yeah, listen. Uh, with let's grow big together, honey. We're all here on a journey to get big, huge, and mm -hmm. freaky. Mm -hmm. Scare the children. <laughs> well, they also have like in India, there's like a whole little town or yes. something like that, a village where there's like bodybuilding is very important. So all the men there do bodybuilding. I really want to talk to somebody from that village. So if anybody has a like, contact with any of those people, too. I'd to, love to talk to someone. When I also follow like a lot of bodybuilding blogs and podcasts myself, just mm -hmm. in trying to sort of get ready for this show, you know, and one thing that's interesting is like, you know, people could just buy steroids for nothing in places like India or Turkey. Mm -hmm. um, and they, you know, you just go to the pharmacies and you get pharmaceutical grade everything for you know, pennies. pennies. I and think so, that's why we have so many Eastern European bodybuilders yeah. and uh, Central Asian bodybuilders because they can just really literally go into the store and grab it. Like you said. Here yeah. it's a whole underground endeavor. Yeah, you know who you know who made uh, steroids, anabolic steroids, illegal in the United States. Was no. it Nixon? <laughs> <laughs> it's our current president, Joe Biden. Can you imagine the war on drugs? The war on drugs. Yeah, everybody sort of thinks about <laughs> the war on drugs as like a, a Republican thing, but it's like you know, and certainly Republicans have pushed it hardcore. But uh, so certainly there have been a lot of uh, conservative Democrats like Joe, uh, who in the past in their careers uh, were, you know, wanting to sort of show how tough they were on crime, which was really just, you know, putting use creating laws that allowed people to be put in prison mm -hmm. to support, you know, what is still a remnant of slavery in the United States. And so, you know, mm -hmm. uh, people sort of like always ask, like, oh, you know, they're, they're worried about buying steroids uh, from their dealers. And I'm like, you know, um, part of it is if you're not giving the police any trouble, you don't have nothing to worry about. But, you know, it is a situation where in the United States, just like uh, until marijuana laws until recently, uh, you know, they were putting people in prison just for smoking a joint. You know? <laughs> 
And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen Joe Biden when he was young? Yeah, it was super hot. Yeah, he was pretty hot. Yeah. A lot of these politicians, you know, who was really hot was Bob Dole. He was like a, a he was a model. model. Yeah. So Gerald Ford was a model too. Yeah, he was a football player. Yeah, jacked. Well, that's, Gerald really? Ford. Well, that's the thing. The Republicans they have to like hire models and actors to because uh, nobody really believes their garbage. Yeah. You know, they have to hire people <laughs> to pretend to believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like the weather, uh, the weather girl, like you're not paying attention to the weather. You're mm -hmm. just paying attention to her. Uh, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And so, uh, Mark, who's, who's inspiring you, uh, in, in bodybuilding these days or who's like that ass of yours is inspiring. Oh, my me. Ass. Yes. I was like, I was I feeling the other day. I'm just like, God damn, it's getting thick. Little old me. And, and, and I'm practically starving. And to it's death. those hip thrusts. It really does. <laughs> I love doing the hip thrust because for me, I've, never been any good at doing regular squats and uh the times i've hurt my back or hurt my knees it has been from doing squats and i you know that's one thing actually i hope to improve with this uh trainers mm -hmm. is see if uh we can sort of do any of these more traditional exercises because for me it's like i don't know if it's just sitting behind a desk for my entire life or what it is but uh it, you know so the hip thrust is something that's a lot safer to do and it really trains your um, your legs in a way that's very safe and effective. And it's not because your, your knees are really uh, delicate in some ways and your hips um, a lot stronger. And, you know, in terms of developing your glutes, which is what most of your leg is, you know, except your quads, um, it can be done quite effectively. So we'll see, you know, thanks. Well, You're welcome. I've yeah. I've seen some of those uh, shirtless photos you have on Instagram, and I gotta admit, I've looked twice a little bit. Oh, Bill, you, you, you! I love you so, and I, I love your personality. You, you, you can do any. I'll give it away for free. <laughs> <laughs> Just pay airfare, hotel stay. <laughs> yes, and make sure you have toast for, for breakfast. breakfast or yes, else. I will definitely have the toast. I'll keep you to it. I'll even speak with the Eastern European accent. I am <laughs> I am no longer Fausto Fernos. I am Ivanov nah. from Croatia. There you go. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, yeah, um, you know, in terms of like hooking up with other guys, like uh, who's kind of been uh, your... Uh, who's on the radar. Yeah. Tell me more. Well, I want to know more of your juicy stories. I got to admit, um, there was one guy that just uh, found me on Instagram. And this is where I say I think there are some muscle gods that listen to your show. Because uh, he found me on Instagram and he said, hey, you know, I'm in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, can we meet up? And usually I'm the one that goes after the muscle god, not the god, muscle god that comes after me. Yeah. And so... I, uh, and I'm said, um, well, what do you look like? And he, he didn't want to show me his face, anything. He just showed me his body. And this was, a, this is where it was a little frightening. Cause I'm like, you're just popping up out of nowhere. I don't know what your face is. It was a Instagram account that he like just created. There mm. were no pictures on it. And be careful. Did you like exactly. what you see, what you saw though? Oh, I sure did. <laughs> and what I invited him see? over. Uh, oh, I saw him. I saw basically his abs, his chest, his uh, biceps and deltoids. Mm -hmm. One thing that really does it for me is the deltoids and the traps. I mean, when you have good shoulders and those bulging deltoids that just come out, it just 
it just it's just like a frame it's a beautiful picture but it has a, a perfect frame you know what i mean sure. sometimes when you have a nice picture you got to get a good frame for it mm. i mean you have those deltoids and those traps it just sets the it sets the background it sets the whole foundation of the rest of the body it's a it's a great silhouette right Yes, it's a beautiful silhouette. And you you sound like uh, what is it, Doctor Frankenfurter? Like a oh, deltoid and a bicep, a hot groin <laughs> and a tricep makes me want to take Charles Atlas by the hand. That's right, <laughs> absolutely. But yeah. he had, I mean, his his. Uh, he showed me the picture, and I said, "Okay, if that's what you look like, then yeah, come on over." And this was a little scary for me because usually I talk to the person, I yeah, see their yeah, face, yeah. they have their Instagram. This was completely anonymous. He walked in and uh, and he was one of those more aggressive ones. So he walked in and he snapped. He was like on my, he made me go on my knees. I had to kiss his calves, <sighs> kiss his feet. Yeah. Like right as soon as he walked into the door. He's wow. like, get and on your knees, nuts. faggot, and lick my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you have experience did you so did you like did you like his face or were you like oh the uh, the body's nice but the face is a brick wall um he he, he actually he has a mask on the whole time to this <gasps> day i've never seen his face we've met three or four times he's oh, like wow. a mexican wrestler i guess so well oh, not wow. no i mean when i say a mask i don't mean a mask like lucha libre yeah i mean uh n95 masks like one of those COVID masks so i can uh, see the eyes I oh, can he see needs the to be, if you're gonna wear a mask you gotta be sexier i don't want to i don't want to be reminded of COVID. first right. of all you know i want you to right. wear like you know um bane from batman she's like Looks like you are admiring my physique, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> and so you started at the you started at the feet. You worked your way up the calves, and then what? Uh, and then he started uh, slapping me. He started, oh uh, yeah, punching me uh, in the. Uh, he, I mean, we. He only slapped me in the face, but he punched me in the chest and punched me in the gut. He bent me over and gave me a spanking. Um, he to the point where I had uh, lost a little bit of my breath. To the point where I was on my knees, and I mean, my mouth was open, my tongue was out. I mean, I was I was literally felt like a dog. And uh, <laughs> and he he just kept going. And then uh, and this is where I say that they're listening to you, to your podcast because I don't know if you remember last time yeah. when I was talking about how Rome and. Uh, another bodybuilder milked me like a cow and had made me you go moo. That's right. Yeah, milked you like a cow. What do you mean? Like they 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 stroked your dick? Is that what you were saying? No, he literally uh, grabbed my nipples and my chest and literally milked me with his like hands I was or with a his cow. with his with his hands. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I mean, it was kind of, you know, that's really embarrassing. Did milk you know, come out? Because sometimes those, you know, sometimes those guys that take steroids, they produce milk. No, uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't You've seen that it. video. <laughs> you have seen that video, though, right? Yes. I, as a matter of fact, I believe. Uh, Wait, you met that guy, didn't you? I'm the one who told them about you, it. Didn't yeah. you actually meet yeah. that guy? No, I never okay. met him. I think somebody else we know met him. Anyway, yeah. so, so yeah, he's yeah. milking your titties, <laughs> and, and then what? And he's going moo. Moo, moo. And then he um yeah. you know and he these slaps are hard. These are not like soft. Uh, these slaps are like hard. Mm -hmm. But I gotta admit, I was enjoying it. 
and then he put my head between his uh his thighs and he was just like choking me out and he would he would go so hard in the milking and the choking me out that he actually left bruises all over my torso i mean he was really aggressive he was stepping on me he was crushing my face with his foot soles uh he I mean, he literally went to town on me. I mean, I don't know if something bad had happened. And he said, this is where I'm taking out my aggression. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, I mean, I took an ass whooping. But this and, was like uh, a welcome ass whooping, right? It was a welcome ass whooping. I, I mean, I like it rough, but not everyone likes it as rough as I do. Some people like it soft. Some people just like to kiss. Some people like it um, aggressive. I mean, don't get me wrong. I told him, I said, I like it rough. I like it aggressive. But I guess he took it to the next level. Well, and, you know, one person's aggressive is another person's uh, vanilla. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, do you have like but a safe is, word that you can say, hey, you're going too far? Um, I usually either tap out or I ask for mercy. But I had to ask for mercy about two or three times before he actually gave me mercy before he stopped. You need so to work on your boundaries. And so then what happened? Did he get off? Yeah, he got off, but I mean, like he, I mean, after all the, after all the kicks and the, first of all, the milking, I never mentioned anything about that. So the fact that he had to had me moo and milked me to the point where left bruises all around my areola and all around my backs and all around my chest was, that's where I thought I was like, he must've heard the podcast because there's only one or two other people that have done that to me. And mm-hmm. Rome was one of them. And I remember I mentioned it on the podcast and I'm like, how are you coming out of the blue? coming over and then all of a sudden you're you know milking me something that i mentioned on a podcast and to no one else so that's why i think he must have heard or you guys have some secret muscle gods that are listening <laughs> well people um, are listening out this right now i just want to say please be a little bit more gentle use a little more discretion well consent yes. consent for everything and consent is an ongoing kind i don't want to i don't i don't want you guys hurting my favorite guests mm-hmm. okay yeah because <laughs> i will find out where you are and and i will like the uh what is that? Blake Carrington and Dynasty. You'll be sad when I find out who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so how did it, how did it end? What was, the cli- what was the climax? It was your fault. Uh, I say it's my fault because yeah. I should have had more discretion than to just not see a face, not know a name, not anyone, and then just invite them into your home. So really, I'm taking a chance. But it's still, listen, <laughs> any relationship is going to have a newness to it, mm-hmm. whether you just met him five minutes ago or you've known him for five years, but it's like at a certain point, you know, communication is the most important thing. And it's like, if this person's taking advantage of the, of the uncertainty of the relationship that, you know, they need to not do that. And you know, the, yeah. just meet yeah. him outside but, too. That's another good thing. Cause like if you meet him out on the street and if you, anything's suspicious, anything's weird, then you're just like, listen, this isn't going to work out. Safety first, because Injuries are catabolic. Mm-hmm. They don't build yeah. muscle. Your gains. So yeah. how did you get, and what was the climax? <laughs> well, I think, uh, basically, yeah. uh, I think he had, I had gotten back on my feet and he shoved my face into his pecs and then just started slapping me. He was bouncing his pecs and then slapping me <laughs> with the pecs to the point where my face was going from left pec, right pec, left pec, right pec, left pec, right pec. And, Finally, I fell back down to my knees again, and he pushed me down forward and just started kicking me. So I was basically rolling around 
my floor uh, with his kicks into my gut, into my face. And finally, when time was up, he stuck his foot on me like he had pinned me in WWE, did a double bicep and said, that's time. And then he took the money on the dresser and left. And he called. And not only that, but I mean, that's not where it ended. I mean, he had contacts me back and still contacts me on Instagram to see when he can come. He's done this two or three times. Does the he, last time he got, he needs separate. to give us commission. Did, 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 is he, <laughs> did he come? No, no, he's, uh, he didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't come. Like he didn't even get, uh, art. He was just basically like quiet. I mean, he was silent and he was doing his job. I heard he had an accent though. He was Latin. Mm. He's like, so I'm going to make you my beach. It wasn't like a, yeah. uh, it wasn't like a sexual turn on for him necessarily, at least not visually. Like he didn't become a wreck during the process. No, but I, I he must have been enjoying it somehow sure. because he, I mean, from the way as hard as he was going, and it and, was. And so, are you like uh, stroking it the whole time? Are you allowed to touch yourself, or what's going? Like, what happens there? Are you naked? No, no, I was actually uh, in. I was just in regular uh, underwear, boxers. Uh, that, but that didn't last long because he gave me a wedgie, and those came off. They ripped off. Damn, this guy's intense. Yeah. Maybe it was me. Yeah. You don't know it was me. <laughs> it could have been me. I would have known if you had flown to Florida. Well, maybe we're, <laughs> we're just hiding the 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 truth, you know. Mm. And it's like, and it was actually me. And, I, and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe you rip off the mask. And you're like, Fausto, sorry, <laughs> I need the money. This so, podcast isn't paid. So did, did you come, did you come during the thing or does that come later? No, that came uh, after he left. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's intense. But, um, that is super intense. And, you know, for people out there, most, uh, a lot of muscle worship sessions don't and like they're not so rough a lot of just oiling up and flexing and i'll tell you this like you know i i I, i'm no stranger to that you know and um and one thing that does bother me is sometimes like people see me and they just want to punch me well yeah or push me your your mother (laughs) (laughs) no but if if you have pecs people all often want to just punch you in your pecs and you're like and i'm like my lungs are behind that my heart is behind this and i'm like (laughs) You know, and I'm just like, hey, look, this is all I'm made out of crystal. This is all for show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am as Don't delicate. break it. I am made out of thin it's, paper and glass. You break it, you bought it. That's my husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but it is is like, and I think a part of it is also just you know youthful enthusiasm, like people in their early twenties. And this is why I'm a little leery about connecting for sex with young people is because they usually tend to be more reckless, you know? Um, yeah. And, you know, they they like, I don't know what it is. It is like young people have a really hard time talking about their feelings, but they're also really good at pushing themselves sexually in ways that like older generations just couldn't even conceive of. You yeah. know, and so you're going like IML, Mr. Leather Conference is happening here in Chicago this week. And people are like, I'm not really into leather, you know? And I'm like, you're into muscle. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, Mark, is it Saturday? There's a superhero. That's on Sunday. Sunday, but and superhero yeah. muscle worship party where these muscle gods show up dressed up as Captain America, Superman, Spider Man, and they're like um, all wow. want to have their f- photo taken. 
Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I can't believe I'm like posing with Superman. Well, let's be you let's know? be real here. They don't all have superhero physiques. They've got, but they have enough. But the money ones to, who do, but they have enough money to buy spandex. But the ones who do <laughs> really do. Yeah, I mean, it's all, let's grow big together. It's big in all senses, right? And yeah. and it's like some of these guys go to this thing, and you're just like, this is saving the best for last, you know? Because IML, Mister Leather Contents and Conference, started out kind of, you know, like this podcast was, you know, gay culture and bodybuilding culture was really underground. And so the way that um, bodybuilding magazines and gay magazines uh, first started were the same thing. And there were sort of athletic physique pictorials. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people would subscribe to them and get them in the mail in a discreet envelope. And, you know, the the pages had these muscular uh, guys, Charles Atlas and um, Steve Reeves and, you know, the gods of their time oiled up flexing and stuff. But then the back pages were literally like, you know, uh, a single man in Chicago looking for some fun, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and it was dating personal ads. It was the scruff and the grinders of the day. And, mm-hmm. and so today, you know, that has evolved into this like expo where it's just thousands and thousands of booths selling you dildos, selling you harnesses, selling you lubricants, adult film videos, uh, harnesses, machines that'll fuck you. <laughs> the, the fuck saw. The fuck saw. I actually <laughs> have a friend who uses it mm-hmm. and it's his favorite way to get off. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of wanting him to come on the podcast, but you know, like it, it's, it a, it's a, it's a fuck saw. They call it. It's a box. It literally is a box with a dildo on it. And it goes, it's like, it's like chain driven. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's old school. It's I totally think you started, up, you started up like you would start up a, uh, a chainsaw or something like that. That's it. And my friend, he's mm-hmm. in his early twenties and he swears by it. He he's loves like, it. He loves it. And he sends me videos of him getting, you know, I making sh- love. With I that. shared a video with, uh, yeah. to a friend that I saw on, on I think it was Twitter. Yeah. And it was somebody who put a dildo on their door. And then they just kept opening and closing the door behind them. I think they had the door handle on a string so they could just, you know, force themselves to get. It's like a, like somebody yeah. getting their tooth removed. Yes, exactly. By tying a string around it. <laughs> <the tooth. laughs> yeah. So this is oh, happening man. this week. We're going to be uh, hanging out. Uh, I'll be dressed up as the evil Superman mm-hmm. with pink crypt tonight. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I got the, my Superboy look. Well, so Superboy nice. is the illegitimate love. This is real. This is canon. The illegitimate love child of Lex Luthor and Clark Kent. Yes. He's a clone. He's the gay oh, son a, yeah. of the villain of and the hero men. of two men. So he's twice as gay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a three-day event. There's lots of other things happening, yeah. too. So we'll see people at the Mart. And for Fausto and I, it's just great to just, I mean, we spend so much time talking to people as, as you guys, going by. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that it's just, you know, it's just so much fun to reconnect. And it's been a few years since we've been able to go because of COVID. They've canceled it. So it'll be a real homecoming for a lot of people. And, you know, we're uh, public figures, entertainers, or some people consider us celebrities. I don't consider us that, but, um, you know, we're friendly. Uh, if you want to have a photo taken with us, we ask you for a very small fee. <laughs> <laughs> what Foster likes to do is he tries, he goes up what? to the hot guys who are like, because there's a bunch of booth babes, right? And they'll oh, take yeah. your picture with it. And Foster tells all of them, like, pretend like you're in love with me. <laughs> 
and, and they, they love it. And they love it. They're like their whole their whole demeanor just changes, and they just turn it right on. They're just like, oh. Well, I, I had this famous you. bodybuilder who was a booth babe <laughs> for uh, the gay bathhouse here in town mm-hmm. and uh, Steamworks, and he was in the booth, and I had a photo taken with him. You know, and I'm just like, I'm acting like I couldn't care less. And he's like, Fausto, I've always wanted you for years. You know, he's like kissing me and totally hamming it up in this photo. And so I posted those on on social media and his ex-boyfriends reach out to me and they're like, is he is he sleeping with you? (laughs) (laughs) The jealous. They were jealous. And I was just like, listen, baby, I, that was just a publicity photo. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. a thing. <laughs> you know? But, you know, some of these guys do have relationships. They're human beings. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. and so when they see me with them, you know, we're play acting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, wishful thinking, too. But and, and so part of it is it's fun to sort of like hold your own next to this like bonafide Muscle God, yeah. you know. Uh, please let Fausto know which room the muscle worship party is happening. Yeah. He, he wants to go to that. He'll have his. Uh, will he bring your own oil? Right. I bring my own massage oil. <laughs> oh, you bring your let own. me know too. Yeah. Well, are you coming? <laughs> I would love to come. Oh, it'd be so nice to see mm-hmm. you. And there's I'm so still... there's so much dick to be had and ass and uh, vitamin D. As yes, vitamin D, oh. uh, <laughs> which is uh, goes to our supplement spotlight today. Um, it's my favorite steroid. <laughs> uh, they just talked about it on Star Trek Strange New World. They did, yeah. There was a, one of the major plot points where everybody got exposed to some... Light disease. Light disease. And so they were like, their cholecalciferol levels are really high. And there's like... Low. Co- no, really high. Oh, high? Yeah, okay. and they're like, what is... Co- or really low, yeah. Uh, cholecalciferol, what, is that vitamin D? And they're like, yes, an earth... They call it vitamin D. I'm like, oh, I think in Earth they also call it cholecalciferol. But um, I've never heard it called that. Just I've heard it called vitamin D. So it, vitamin D is, is is a bit of a misnomer because it's not really a vitamin. It is a steroid hormone. Um, it is a steroid that is water based, but it comes in oil. I don't know sure, but it is extremely important in keeping your hormone levels high. It is great at fighting uh, infections and disease and preventing them. And um, it, if you want to build muscle and you don't have uh, good vitamin D levels, uh, going in the Walgreens or you know the vitamin store and buying some vitamin D and getting what would we recommend? Like five thousand IU? Yeah, a day? I think they, like five thousand is what they recommend. I take ten thousand, you know. But uh, and some people they yeah. they get like a prescription from their doctor for higher levels. People who have a vitamin D deficiency, and you know, if you feel sluggish, if you feel weird, that might be one of the things that the doctor looks at. So uh, eggs, salmon, fatty fish like tuna, sardines, mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And sunlight, uh, your body produces the mm-hmm. steroid hormone, and it is uh, the steroid everyone should be taking. Absolutely, well, and your I body, want everybody. And to your body take. does produce it by sunlight, but of, of course, so you have to weigh like how much sunlight can you get versus what is your exposure to to like UV rays and cancer and all that kind of stuff and skin damage, uh, that kind of thing. But um, they also did a study that looked at uh, anabolic steroids, vitamin D, and calcium. Calcium supplementation of women who had uh, fractured uh, their hips and they discovered that women who took steroids, <laughs> calcium and vitamin D did better than the women who didn't. They had like more, anabolic steroids? Anabolic steroids. Like testosterone or what, what were they taking? I, I don't know exactly. Uh, let me look. I'll, hold on. 
They took, it just says anabolic steroids. So these here. juiced up women are like, were they bodybuilders? There or was just were? a total of 63 women who had a fracture okay. of the hip. And so I would imagine they're probably older, you yeah. know, because that typically happens. But it can happen too when you're younger. And so they looked and they saw that they have better bone density, bone mineral density, and uh, more muscle mass. Well, and the thing about it is like, you know, when everybody talks about steroids, they think about men or, you know, women who are in bodybuilding, and, um, but you know, a lot of doctors are prescribing uh, testosterone replacement therapy for, uh, men and women over the age of 40 or 50, um, just because those, those things are going down. And for a lot of, uh, especially women, it's a, it's a game changer. Um, they're, they're replacing the hormones that they've lost estrogen and testosterone. And everybody needs that, you know, for men, it's like, uh, testosterone is converted into estrogen into your body. Um, and so when you're taking testosterone replacement therapy, it's important to keep an eye on your blood work and make sure your estrogen doesn't go too high. Cause for, you know, an assigned male birth body, it's not going to be the best thing for you. And especially if you wanting to have a muscular masculine appearance, then, uh, you know, estrogen's not going to be conducive for that. But, uh, you know, in terms of I'm, I'm a big advocate, it's like talk to your doctor. And if your doctor doesn't understand it, a lot of uh, anti-aging clinics. Um, so what you do is you call the anti-aging clinic, in, especially the HIV and AIDS ones in your community. And you find out the names of the doctors. And then you call your health insurance provider and you don't say, I want to go on steroids because they're not going to do that. You say, I want to have Dr. Jones as my primary care provider. Mm. And then they say, oh, that's allowed in network. And so you make Dr. Jones, who has experience with testosterone replacement therapy, as your primary care for provider. And then they can, you know, figure out how to cover more of the stuff. And a lot of people, you know, it's like in the United States, like we have bullshit health insurance. And in other uh, countries where you have... Uh, you know, universal healthcare, they're still not prescribing a lot of these things. And, you know, the thing about it is the consequence of these things not being addressed is that heart disease, diabetes, um, a lot of health issues that happen after the age of 40, 50 and 60 can be um, alleviated or prevented just by looking at this one simple thing. That so, one weird trick. Well, one weird trick that doctors hate. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, I don't want to be a, a person, you know, passing out misinformation, you know, and I, and certainly this is my own experience and, and things that I've uh, researched in preparing for the show. Um, but it's something that I've seen it help a lot of people. And just like, um, you know, for years, doctors didn't know what to make of zinc and vitamin C in fighting the common cold. And now today, any doctor will say, yeah, zinc lozenges, of course, they're great for the common cold. But because there was no studies, no funding for mm -hmm. that, they were not able to say yay or nay to these things. Well, they know? used to have that zinc spray you'd put up your nose, but some people lost their sense of uh, taste or smell from that. So they, they stopped doing that. They discontinued that. it, yeah. yeah. You know, so, so it is a part of the problem is that we don't fund uh, scientific research into everyday, uh, you know, cures or treatments. We only fund the, the research into things that are really expensive because they're being funded by the pharmaceutical companies who want to make a lot of money. And, you know, and, and unfortunately that's what we're stuck with right now. So we're sort of like Dallas buyers club in the 1980s. We're sort of having to forge our own, 
uh, knowledge in terms of living our best life, building muscle and, and looking good and feeling great, you know? Mm. Um, you know, and, and, and Bill, um, uh, you're working with a trainer now. I am. And, I am uh, working with a trainer. So when are you going back to the gym? Are you already back? Um, right now yeah. I have, uh, right now I, I'm, well, I'm already back at the gym. I've already started since last week, but I haven't, uh, taken any supplements yet. Are you sore? <laughs> I know it is. And that's the thing that very first week or that oh, very first so two hard. weeks, yeah. it is because you want to take the next day off because you're in pain on one part of the body and now you're going to work another part of the body. So, you know, I, I, I guess I'm one of those people where I thought I would just get back to right where I left off. And that was a bad decision. Right. Where you all. left off, meaning in terms of the, the intensity of your workouts, right? Like going yeah. six days a week, uh, doing, uh, extreme cardio, doing the sprints, uh, lifting heavy weights, you know, you're just like, Oh, I'm used to this. And then all of a sudden, you know, that, that, 40 or 50 pound that you could just pick up with right. one hand or just like lightly pick up was like, Oh my God, I'm making way too much effort to put, I got to put this back. <laughs> Bill, you're such a or big guy though. I'm like, mm. <laughs> we don't know what you look like though. You're going to send us pictures when you're uh, done with your training this summer. I know. Cause uh, I don't think you want to see this body the way it is. In its current. Just state. put on a Mexican <laughs> wrestling mask. That's what I'll do. <laughs> You know, there's an Absolutely. app that I'm really excited about uh, that uh, a lot of the bodybuilders in Chicago use. It's called Chronometer. Um, and it makes it, it, it's sort of like MyFitPal, um, but the difference is it's specifically designed for tracking your calories and nutrients. And unlike MyFitPal, it allows you to import recipes. So like say you're doing like um, a, a meatloaf recipe that you found on the internet if you copy the URL, you can then import the recipes. And instead of like, you know, traditionally like what bodybuilders do, they'll make a casserole and then they portion it out. And right. so like if a casserole, they got, you know, 10 portions, then they're dividing that. And it's a lot of math and it's really hard to sort of follow. This makes it super easy to track your nutrients and calories and your protein um, using chronometer and it's spelled C R O N O. Hmm. So not with an H in it. That's, and we don't get any payments or financial compensation for any of this stuff. We're just recommending it to you guys, you know? Yeah. I use one now, but I, uh, it's called lose it. Lose it's good too. Yeah. But I haven't tried the chronometer. I don't, I mean, I have no problem using either seeing which ones is better, but does lose it right have now, a recipe importer? Um, not from a website. I don't know if it has that option. Yeah. I do know though, I can put in a recipe. I can name the meals. Uh, I can usually scan the, uh, it, the, oh my God, I'm having a, ingredients? a stupidity leak. <laughs> um, what is the barcode? Barcode. The barcode. Well, yeah, can, any, any app, you know, that where you can't work, scan a barcode is not worth having, you know, and, Unfortunately, some of these like cheaper apps, they're like, they don't have a complete library of products. So you scan it and it's like some bullshit, like unrelated thing, mm -hmm. like Rice Krispie treats show up and you're like, this is protein powder. You're like, well, what? I, I do. And I, and you know, and sometimes it's hard because I have to admit I, uh, where I live, there's yeah. a lot of, uh, 
people of Russian or Eastern European descent or mm. maybe Mediterranean descent. Yeah. So uh, I'm surrounded by all like Miami Beach and Fort Lauderdale Beach and Hollywood Beach has turned into little Russia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Sunny Isles, they call it little Moscow. And so they eat things actually they're pretty healthy eaters in general yeah but uh in their stores there's a lot of things that wouldn't be common in say a regular food chain like myers or Publix. if you're in florida i mean main main chains so things like lavash uh tabbouleh and uh eggplant they're usually like peppers and eggplant spreads unleavened bread uh, things that you would find maybe in from all the way going from Turkey to Israel to central like Kazakhstan, uh, East Romania, Bulgaria, like those kinds of foods are actually very healthy, low in carbs. But uh, when you use an app on the barcode, it doesn't recognize it because I guess it's just not as common uh, nationwide in America. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing about, you know, uh, in, in Florida, you can't say the word gay, but boy, you guys got good places to eat there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anytime I've ever been to Miami, I'm just like, it's it's a bodybuilding paradise because uh, like there's a there's a the, the convenience stores have like poke bowls with salmon that are delivered fresh every three hours, you know, and it's like there's all these great uh, Cuban and. Puerto Rican and Brazilian and Haitian and African uh, restaurants that have these wonderful meals that are extremely affordable. And uh, there's just so many good places to go eat. And uh, even the gyms there um, have their own restaurants. And that's, that's very uncommon, you know, in, in most gyms in the country to have like a, a good place to eat when you're done working out next to it. But that's a problem, Fausto. You're saying it's a good thing. If you're a bodybuilder down here, that's a problem because the yeah. Cuban food, the Asian food, too the greasy. Brazilian food. Yes, it's very fatty. They have a lot of sugar. Uh, it's it's a lot different than, say, those Eastern European places. But, I mean, Eastern European food, I got to admit, it doesn't taste as good, but it's healthy. But those Spanish places and that Italian food and that authentic Cuban, Puerto Rican cuisine, I mean, that is just delectable. It tastes like heaven on your tongue. and But it also doesn't leave you. I mean, you see it on your hips in a week or so. You don't want to build <laughs> you your body with tostones. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, a, a Cuban empanada or uh, yeah. patarito that doesn't uh, that doesn't work well with a bodybuilding goal. So, uh, Bill, you just uh, outed yourself with that perfect pronunciation of pastelito. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, pastels. Pastel- no, I said you outed yourself as uh, somebody who speaks Spanish. Uh, yeah, I I speak a few languages. Uh, I was lucky. Oh, really? What other languages do you speak? Uh, I speak, uh, let's see, French, Spanish, uh, I speak uh, Czech, and I speak German, and I speak also uh, Japanese. Oh, wow. Honey, we're going to Ch- the Prague. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this, Prague like, let's go to Prague and, you know, have a muscle worship party over there. I know. And Prague, there will be plenty of toast. <laughs> Don't Definitely. forget the toast. How did he yeah, take the toast? Apple. Was it buttered with jam? Uh, no, he took it just toasted. He didn't like. Believe it or not, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't want like butter or anything on it. He just wanted sugar-free jam. 
sugar free jam. Yeah, he didn't. At first, he wasn't going to even have the sugar free. I told him it was sugar free, and then I went ahead and he said, "Okay, you put it on." But here's the thing: he didn't want the sugar free jam, but he wanted the. He didn't want the sugar. He didn't want sugar in the jam, but he wanted bread. He's bulking. I don't know. You have but to ask when Rome. you take the sugar, when in Rome, do what Rome <laughs> asks you to do, <laughs> or what Definitely. Rome's inside of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, um mm-hmm. yeah, the mis- But one thing I wanted to go uh, back to was uh, yeah. I call him the mysterious stranger. Yeah. He got upset with oh, me. Yes. But why was he, he mad at you? He was uh, very upset with me because I had a ring camera. And the ring camera was, but the thing is, uh, the ring camera was face down in the kitchen. Yeah. And he said, this is recording me. So there was a huge paranoia that he was going to be outed in some way. But he's wearing a mask. He's wearing a mask and he literally got up, left and said, I'm never coming back. Oh yeah. He's like, you, but he texts me like a week later saying, Hey, what's up? (laughs) Oh, I hope you listen. This uh, this relationship really sounds interesting. I hope you survive it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and uh, you know you should have a life alert maybe in case. uh, Well, you know, listen. uh, Part of uh, mountain climbing is dangerous. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, but he's not the only one that was kind of rough with me like that. But the other person I had a relationship with, so. Well, that was, that was your answer. Yeah, it's about trust, yeah. right? You have to trust the person that's um, beating you up. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah, it is. You, you do have to trust the person that's abusing you. But uh, like I said, you have to like that stuff or you have to go for a more softer style of muscle worship, which is, um, which I have to admit, I can, you know, either way, I can go either way. I go both ways. There you go. So you're a tender lover or you're like mild, wild. Yes. I kind of, you know, I I think that's the thing about uh, muscle worship is the submission to a bigger, stronger male. Mm. I like it more mutual though. You know, I mean, I'll tell you this. The first time I ever hooked up with somebody for that kind of situation, I was just like, I felt like I had won the lottery because I was like, how is, how is it possible that this giant muscle God sees anything in me. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he was like, you know, he opened up a lot of doors for me. Like he was somebody who was like, you know, explaining to me about bodybuilding things that like at the time, and this is, you know, early days of the internet was not something that was like easy information to find. And, you know, and I was just like, I was so grateful for him, you know, and it's like recently, like I reached out to him, you know, to get him on the show. Right. And he's just like, lose my number. <laughs> oh, really? Not. No, he no was, way. he's very nice. He's very nice. He wasn't oh, lose my number, but he was like, you know, I'm busy. I'm busy. Yeah. He did. It was like, but he still looks good, you know? And it's like, oh, sometimes oh. I see friends of mine from the gym that haven't, cause we, Mark and I moved from one gym to another. And I just saw one of the, my friends at, at like, at, he came into my, where I work and he had probably put on 25 pounds of muscle. And I was just like, I was like, I was drooling over him, you know? And then I found out oh. that it was him. And so he's like, oh. oh my God, Fausto. And he gives me a big hug. And all my coworkers are like, do you know every hot guy in this town? I was like, <laughs> possibly. 
<laughs> that's great. Hey, that's 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 not a that's not a bad thing. They know me. I don't know them. <laughs> Everybody knows Fausto. Well, Everybody you know, I, I, I'm, I'm an enthusiast. You know, and and muscle worship, Bill. I mean, it's certainly you know when it comes to Florida, you're the you're you're the person to know because it's like if you can't find it for them, you know who can find it for them. Actually, um, yeah, uh, a lot of people, a lot of your viewers actually have instant messaged me and said, hey, I'm in this area. Do you know anyone or have you experienced anyone that's in my area that I could talk to? And I actually felt kind of happy. I was like, wow, this guy's coming to me in his, <laughs> in his time of... Uh, now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the moral of- story is just ask. You, you're very good about asking for what you want. And I, and I say this like to people who are in a situation where they're hiring a trainer or they're going to school and they have a teacher. Um, the job of a student is to ask the teacher for what you want as much as the teacher or the trainer to, to train, you know. And too many people are just very passive when it comes to that. It's like, they're just like, well, that's what the trainer said to do. And I'm like, well, why did the trainer do that? Like, ask them the question. Don't just passively accept what they're telling you. Learn, you know? It is. I have to admit, though, it's, I kind of understand the passiveness or yeah. the fear of asking. Because I didn't ask at very first. I didn't ask. I found the masseur. And after about, like, maybe the seventh session Six months in, I was asking, hey, do you do muscle worship? Or, hey, do you do this? Or, hey, do you do that? And it got to the point where he, actually, Serge, uh, I, th- I spoke about him on the last uh, podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Serge, Sergey Alexi. And, you know, I've I've been worshiping that guy for years. I mean, his body's just insane. I don't know anyone bigger than Sergey. He's the largest and biggest I've ever seen a human being achieve. And he's, in size. A, he's a Russian bodybuilder, right? Russian bodybuilder, yes. He does uh, muscle worship. He does training. He does uh, everything. <clears throat> and he is, uh, I mean, he's just, he's, I mean, I can go on and on about how perfectly round his body is, pecs are, and his biceps, and how every muscle just flows into the next, like a river, into the ocean. But, uh, but he basically was the one that said, uh, look, just tell me what you want. And then finally I did, and it was a lot better that way. I mean, the muscle worshipees, these muscle gods, they don't, they don't, I mean, again, you're one of multiple clients. They've heard everything. So just say it. If you hesitate and you hesitate and you hesitate, if anything, after a while, they're going to get frustrated with you and they don't want to see you anywhere. They'll, they'll, they'll just tell you, look, say it. What do you want? What do you want? And they'll say, look, no, I don't do that, but I'll do that. And then that's it. The more straightforward you are with them, I found, uh, the better it is. So it's kind of like um, they'll talk to you like uh, Ozzy Osbourne, and they're <laughs> like, "What does that song go?" I, you know the, but I can't do that. <laughs> yes, I'll do I'll anything for love. I will do anything for muscle worship. That's but right. I won't do that. <laughs> You're a star, Fausto. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bill, it is so good to talk to you. I absolutely love your stories. Uh, Please come back again. Tell us about what's happening with uh, all your lovely protégés and beneficiaries. 
Oh, absolutely. I always like love being Aaron, on your show. Aaron Arres, uh, who goes by the Doughboy underscore on Instagram, and Nick Willoughby, who goes by Dom Muscle God. And of course, you can follow uh, Muscle Worship Bill. Uh, I pay to worship muscle, right? That's your Instagram handle. Yeah. Uh, most slave to the muscle. I pay to worship muscle is the little bio, the words on that. Oh, slave to the muscle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Slave to the muscle. Slave mm. <laughs> and I have to, to admit, the muscle. <laughs> I have to admit, there's been a lot of people that uh, actually uh, DM me and said, thank you. Not just uh, where can I find someone in my area, but they also said thank you. They've also reached out to me for like help in trying to go into that world. They're like, oh, I've always thought about this. I'm, I'm glad that you actually spoke up about it. I don't feel so bad anymore. So I'd like to thank you as well for having me. I, I think that's great that other people can hear your show and feel uh, normalized into something that they feel that they have to hide. Oh, that's so nice. I think you really do a great service. Thank you, Fausto. Oh, that's great. And to thanks hear. for Mark too. <laughs> yes. Thanks to Mark. Exactly. Yeah. And the, the sexiest voice I've ever heard. Oh, I thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Whereas your voice is disguised for the listener, right? Yeah. <laughs> Are we still doing that? Yeah, we're still doing that. Yeah. Okay. Actually, uh, his voice sounds like this. Hey, guys, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> but there are a lot of people coming out of the closet being like, yeah. I, and I'm seeing it more and more like on the, uh, the hookup apps, people being into it. They want to see muscle flexing. They want to feel muscle. They want to touch muscle. You know, I think, you know, a lot there's of it too websites. is just about being touched, right? Yeah. And there's websites basically not, por- not pornographic or anything or sexual, but there's websites just on men flexing. So... Mm. It is becoming Will more you send amazing. me some of those? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, forget the podcast. Send me the website where I can <laughs> masturbate to this shit. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Muscle Worship Bill, thank you so much for coming on Let's Grow Big Together. Thank you. Uh, may your you. Uh, muscle worship adventures continue, mm-hmm. and may you get swole in, yeah. in physical size and in spirit. And I hope those bruises clear up real quick. <laughs> yeah. and, and get yeah, me that. too. And I want I want to see some progress photos coming too. All right, workouts, all right. I will. I'll get some vitamin D. <laughs> yeah, get all, get all the D you <laughs> all can. All the D you can. <laughs> all the D I can. Bye, bye, Bill. All right, bye, guys. Muscle worship. Bill is on Instagram. Follow him. Slave to the muscle. And of course, uh, you can follow me, Fausto Fernos, and me, Mark Fillion, on Instagram and Facebook and all those good things. And let us know uh, what you think about the show and tell us your stories if you want to come yeah. on and be a yeah. guest. If you've ever been like the god that Bill's worshipped, I'd like to hear from you and tell me what's Bill like as a client. <laughs> yeah, we should. Uh, you know, um, uh, actually, Dom Muscle yeah. God yeah. said he wants to come on the show. Oh, so. really? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's uh, Nick Dom- Nick Willoughby. Oh, he's the, he's a tall muscle ginger. He's a beast. Yikes! He's a beauty and the beast, honey. Well, I look forward to that. Yeah, uh, one spotlight focus I forgot to bring up here is uh, dumbbell side lifts. A lot of people don't know how to do them properly. How do you do them properly? Well, a couple things is, uh, you know, standing, when you're standing doing dumbbell side lifts, there's a, a lot of your momentum and the bot, your body movement is getting in the way. So just try sitting down. So seated. Seated and then take the so weight. So you're not being lazy to do that? No, not at all, actually, because... The thing about it is you start realizing that you're using so much uh, swing and momentum to lift those dumbbells on your side to train your deltoids. 
So if you just try sitting down and doing the, and doing like half the weight, cause I can do easily standing uh, 30 pound dumbbells on each side. Mm-hmm. I sit down and I'm, str- I'm sweating for 20. Wow. And you've got some nice shoulders and I'm, I'm doing like, so normally I do about 15 mm-hmm. pounds mm-hmm. seated and about, uh, you know, 30 pounds standing up. I so use, it's a big difference. You know? I'll have to, uh, you know, this, uh, cause I'm using the same workout app as you are. And that's got, it has me doing the seated stuff. Otherwise I would probably still be standing because I don't know. I've always felt like standing, you can do anywhere at any time, mm-hmm. anywhere, but I, I know what you mean. I'm feeling it when I'm down sitting, you're like, cause you are constrained. And so you're forced to just focus on those muscles. And another thing you can also do too is um, uh, you do dumbbell, you know, deltoid side lifts, but instead of using a, a dumbbell, uh, use a cable mm. um, because the cable is constant tension. And uh, so there's really hard to use momentum to cheat it. And again, a little bit of weight is going to be a lot more effective just because, you know, you want to train that muscle. You don't want to just you lifting heavy weights because that's where the injuries start to happen. You know, it's, it's, um, it's about, you know, use, and you know, conversely, you can actually use momentum to lift heavier weights as long as you can control them. Mm -hmm. And that means stopping the bar as it's coming down on your chest, for example. Cause there's a lot of good ways to use like momentum when you're working out. Cause a lot of times when you're doing, uh, having to get into certain positions with this weight, you're like, if I stand here and then I sit down, these weights are moving. So it's able to get it into place. Right. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Exactly. Hey, uh, let's grow big together is a podcast that's produced by feast of fun. Uh, listen to our sister podcast, feast of fun, the sibling OG podcast. sibling. Yeah. Our sibling non-binary <laughs> podcast uh, available where all wonderful podcasts are found. Uh, just search Feast of Fun. And of course, if you uh, like Let's Grow Big Together, write us a review. Uh, because by writing a review, it helps people find the show. And we love people listening to the yeah. stuff we do. And we love hearing from you guys. So please reach out to us. Yeah. Email us at mail at feastoffun.com. We love sponsors. Uh, and the best way to sponsor the show is uh, for an individual is to make a one-time donation. And you can do that at feastoffun.com slash donate. Or you can become a Plus member at Feast of Fun at feastoffun.com slash plus. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.